Hello, and welcome to possibly the worst episode of this podcast ever. Or at least the most cynical episode. <laughs> yes. This is Kids Get Acquainted with the Internet, a Girl Meets World podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Caitlin, and today we're discussing Girl Meets World Season 1, Episode 19, entitled Girl Meets Farkle's Choice. Or as I like to call it, the episode I wish never happened. Yeah, okay, so we're about to be really upfront with you guys before you, like, dive fully into this podcast. We hated it. Yeah, we, this is... We, we like Girl Meets World, and if you've been keeping up with this podcast, you'll know that, uh, and we just be critical, but we are going to be very upfront with you that this is our least favorite episode of the entire series so far. Yeah, I, and if, for proof, like, last, literally the last episode of the show was Master Plan, and both you and Keith said it was your favorite episode ever, I quite like it. We gave it A's. Yeah, so, I'm, like, I, I guess, this didn't even really affect my feelings about Girl Meets World, because I just feel like this episode didn't happen, and I'm gonna pretend it doesn't <laughs> exist. Uh, I, I guess yeah, is... I agree. I think that's a really good <laughs> viewpoint on life. This episode never happened. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess I was really not a fan. Uh, but before we really get into it, let's just do a little housekeeping things. First, uh, we have no Keith. He is no Keith is nowhere to be found. Last time I knew, he was buying toy jets at the supermarket. <laughs> toy jets. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, we couldn't. We couldn't connect with him tonight. Um, we're not sure what he's up to. But uh, and. The, we might have some not-our-best-audio tonight, and that's because of a sad, sad event in Caitlin's life. Oh, it is a very sad event. I, um, I am not able to go visit anyone for a little bit because I broke my toe Tuesday night. Oh, poor Caitlin. Um, I was attacked. No, I wasn't attacked. <laughs> Don't put out an APB or anything like that, please. But And so yeah, Keith, has, is- Keith has the good microphones is one of the other issues. Yes, and he's nowhere to be found, so good thing they're in with him. So we didn't like the episode, and we have bad audio equipment, so you guys are going to love this one. Yeah, and I'm in pain. Yeah. I have to keep myself... I'm doing what the doctor tells me. My foot is elevated. I ice it. I cry. Yeah. They didn't prescribe that, but that just goes with the territory. Aww, I'm so sorry. This episode... <laughs> was we don't even know how to really talk about it we're not gonna go scene by scene just because i didn't want to walk it a second time and take notes i'm being very upfront about this guys i just we were not fans just appreciate our honesty i think yeah. if anyone has really been keeping up with the podcast you're here because we're honest you're not here because we're nice <laughs> yeah. um so we don't flatter <laughs> Yeah, I, I, and then usually if there's an episode that I, I don't love, I go and I'm like, okay, so let's like start off with like a couple things that I really liked, and uh, I couldn't really think of many this time, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, okay, if I'm going to make some stretches here, here are my stretches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that some of like the facial expressions that Corey did when he was being like the voice thing were kind of funny, sort of. I like the line that was in the promo where, where Maya's like, I'm going to mess you up, and she's like, and I'm going to clean myself up or something like that. I don't... I, Jane Link was okay at times, but yeah. yeah. I mean, look what she's working with. <laughs> yeah. Um, just as far as this episode goes, again, we love the episode, we love the cast. You mean, you like the I mean, show. we don't love the episode, we love the show. <laughs> yes. We love the show, we love the cast. Just this episode really let us down. Okay, so this is kind of going... <laughs> the opposite of how I wrote the outline, but I should have put this at the top, which is, let's talk about the continuity issues, and just, so, first, the first thing we could talk about is that the writers said over and over again leading up to this episode, this was an early episode, this was one of the earlier ones they shot, and it just happened Mm -hmm. to have been released later in the season. Yes. And so, I I kind of caught on that they were being a lot more, not negative, but they were holding back on this one, and I and so I kind they of they weren't typing it up, yeah, which is the opposite of what they ever do. Yeah, they've there's, there's literally never been an episode where they've acted this way. So yeah. I think they knew what they had, and but so I came in with low expectations, and I still didn't really like it that much. And yeah, and, and, and I also just don't know. I don't know. This is the according to the production code. This is the the tenth one produced. So that's not even that early. Yeah, they already knew where they were kind of going. Yeah, so I mean, I don't... they've there's been a lot of progression since the ten, since episode ten, yeah. but you kind of had a feel for the show and like what the setup was. 
you made a comment earlier, and I really agree with you, that this felt like an alternate reality, kind of, where the beginning of the series just went in a completely opposite direction. Yeah, it, it felt kind of like I was watching fan fiction, and... It, and it, 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 the mo- the main thing that it felt like so like okay before Girl Meets World started right everybody who was a huge Boy Meets World fan was really scared that this show was on Disney Channel and it just like and I think they've done a good job of assuaging a lot of those fears I mean it's not perfect but they've done they've done a lot better than I was expecting um, yes I agree and this one really felt like I was just walking dog with a blog or some other show that is, like, what I expect from a really bad Disney episode. And yeah. I, it was not what I was looking for. Uh, so as far as, also, just as far as the continuity thing, so, like, Luke, Lucas has been absent from other episodes, but this was by far the most glaring time. Yes, this felt like Lucas didn't even exist. Yeah. Like, he was, like, like Farkle was the pinnacle of masculinity or something, and he, they, they both had crushes on him. Like, it, or like, like Maya has a few lines at the beginning, like, she has a couple lines at the beginning, where she's like, oh, I don't like Farkle. But Riley's almost never negative about Farkle in this episode, and, yeah, yeah so it's it just... Yeah, it didn't even feel like a typical Riley doesn't want to be mean to anyone kind of thing. Yeah. It did kind of seem like Riley liked Farkle. Yeah. And the the joke about Smackle, what kind of a name is that, makes absolutely no sense in the context of the two other episodes Smackle has been in. Yeah. It was. It felt really like things were really off. Um, and also, I thought Augie seemed like stupider and more like a like a really young kid again than he has in some of the more recent ones. Yes. Should I? So we haven't we haven't set our grade yet. Should we do that? I mean, I think we're just both. We're both failing this episode. It, the main thing for me, so like I, we both have representational issues as far as gender representation go in this, this episode. But to me, like I wouldn't have overlooked that, but I would have, I, I it could have helped it despite that if it thought the episode was funny. And this is the first episode that I really didn't think was funny. And I know that's subjective, but I don't know. What do you have to say? Yes, I agree with you. Huge gender representation issues, both in the A plot and the B plot, both for women and men. Yeah. And I agree. I didn't laugh at anything. The thing I laughed at was Jane Lynch appearing, and I knew Jane Lynch was going to be in the episode. I just thought they were going to give her a character. The funny thing I thought was that they acknowledged she's Jane Lynch. Yeah. Other than that, I... And again, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean to the cast or anyone. I guess it just didn't work for us. And we've loved other episodes, so we hope it's more in, future episodes are more in line with the ones we loved. Yeah, because I was also disappointed, because when I saw Jane Lynch, I thought, like, Sabrina would have been really interesting to see interact with her or something. This felt yeah. like a real waste of a really popular actress coming onto the show. Yeah, and I mean, you could even tell w- with what little she had, she has charisma, and, like, she felt like, you know, a presence on the show, and then she just wasn't really given a whole lot to do. A very small portion of the episode, and some really goofy bits. Yeah. But I do think we could sort of start off with the representational stuff, because I think that is our biggest issue. Um, yes. So let's talk about how they represented Maya and Riley and Fargle. Basically, it felt like they were love-struck puppies, like Cinderella who needs her man... Like, and that was all they needed. And then at the end, when they were talking about, oh, like, we let Farkle come in between our relationship, they didn't really acknowledge the fact, like, oh, like, we let the issue of, like, liking a boy get in between our friendship, and we've been friends for God knows how long. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh, no, what have we, what have we done to Farkle by us both liking him? Like, like, them liking him. Yeah. They they twisted that into a negative thing. Yeah, it it was, and so we were also even skipping over the fact that like the two weirdo boys who came in who weren't funny, who Farkle saved them from, mm-hmm. like is it, just once again they needed saving. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, if this had been a normal episode, Maya would have got up and like scared them away. Yeah. Like, that's her thing. Yeah. I, it, she doesn't it's... need Farkle to save her. It felt wrong, and it, it didn't feel like it fit the characters. And, and, like, okay, so we've talked in the past about how Farkle, how Farkle acts towards them, and how, and you, especially early in the episodes, you really had, like, big issues with it, and I was trying to be more on his side and say, well, he can have an arc, he can get away from this, and they really have sort of backed off for a long time on, on yeah, him Yeah, so it wasn't a, so much an arc as much yeah. as they were just like, oh, we're not going to write about it right yeah. now. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's been a long time 
since we've really gotten he's, like, super into them. But the behavior that he had in the early episodes, it was not okay. And so now they're making him into the savior saint guy who's perfect, and that's not who we've seen. We've seen someone who's been creeping on these girls and being inappropriately pushy on them. Yes, he stalks them, he forces a kiss onto her, onto Riley. He manipulates them into going to want to having a dance with him. Like, he just makes them consistently, like, well, it's it's very unclear. His actions should be making them consistently uncomfortable, even if they're not shown to be necessarily making them uncomfortable. It's kind of unclear Mm -hmm. whether they're uncomfortable or not, but it's so he's doing all these things and then in this episode he because he like, okay you know what the weirdest part of the episode for me was the thing where he he sh- what he shows to maya to make maya start to like him is a skateboard from when she cried what is that sweet because you hurt yourself and cried i saved the skateboard yeah that was really that's... weird to me yeah that's creepy and like she thought it was the sweetest thing yeah, like, the, the the Riley thing was legitimately a sweet thing, even though I just, like, don't care to see that, but, like... Yeah, it, but, no, it, but if that happened in real life, I'd be like, oh, like, he got her something special when she was in pain at the hospital. This is the... But, like, he saved a thing that, like, caused Maya pain. Yeah, like, what? It's the only time I saw you cry. It'd be one thing if, like, he, like, it was the only time you, like, opened up to me, or, like, the only time you were vulnerable. Yeah. But this is literally, I'm in pain and I'm crying. That's really weird. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't get that at all. And why no, I she... really... I see what you're, go- what you're saying. Like, it was kind of... I'm a go with sadistic. Yeah, it, it was... <laughs> well, especially he's, like, like, if you saw something that, like, made you get really hurt, why would their first reaction be, oh my god, you still have that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I I don't get it. It'd be like, oh, I stopped skateboarding, like, years ago because I got hurt. Like, uh, I hate skateboarding now or something. Yeah. And especially, like, okay, so even... He's supposed to be perfect throughout most of this episode, which completely doesn't even you know, acknowledge how he's acting at the start of the episode, where he's just assuming that they'll go with him. He's like, I'm perfect, so of course you'll go with me, even though you're saying, no, I'm just going to ignore that, and I get to make my own choice, because I'm going to manipulate yeah, the whole Yeah, the make... whole thing was, it was Farkle's choice. Yeah. The name of the episode. What? <laughs> yeah. I... How about it's everyone's choice? And then, so then they're fighting over him, and instead mm-hmm. of, like, realizing, oh, why are we fighting over this boy who doesn't even deserve us... They, yeah, can he, I just, he saves I them s- and shows them the our error of their ways. Like, right? This is, quote, the friend zone everyone talks about that we put Farkle in, if I'm Ri- Riley and Maya. Yeah. But, like, oh no, we're so wrong. He just showed us what a great guy he is. Of course we should be with him. Once a guy shows you what a great guy he is and everything he could do for you, you need to be with him because that's what you owe him. Yeah, <laughs> that's just, how this reads to me. It, they they could have done one of two things in, in in general with Fargo's character, with where they started him in the beginning of the series, which is they could have arced him and had him realize I need to stop acting this way. Which I actually thought this episode might be that he lets go of his love for them or whatever. He starts treating them yeah. like friends and not like objects or goals or you know trophies to be won or something. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that could happen, or they could have just kept with what they were doing and, and to like and like most of the last episodes leading up to now, he just dropped that from his character mostly. Uh, yes, I mean, this I, is I a message that... for any like any of our younger listeners, girl or boy. If you're with someone and they want to make a game out of them choosing to date you, that's someone you don't want to be with. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, let's even think about it. Like, oh, the winner gets to be with Farkle. The loser gets this board game where they have to cry and think about all the all the times where they don't get to be with Farkle now. So I know a lot of people will, like, walk something like this and be like, oh, it's no big deal. It's just a kid's show. Like, no one, like, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Guess what? This is aimed at children who are mm-hmm. really susceptible to ideas that are shown to them on television. And so it's... Yes, this is aimed at young teens and preteens when you start dating, when you start figuring out, like, what, like, the time they are at now is going to influence them later on. Farkle treating them that way? Like, that is mental, that is mentally abusive. If that was real life. I just, I don't, I was not, I'm really not happy with that. And, and on top of it, like, 
I mean, as soon as we heard the premise for this episode, I was always going to have this conversation that we're having about the representation. But I thought, A, oh, maybe they'll fight over wanting to go to the event because the event will be cool. That he'll get Jane Link is there or something and they want to go to the event and that's what it will be, not over him specifically. But that wasn't it. And then I thought, well, okay, even if they fight over him, maybe it will be really funny and so that will at least somewhat make up for it. And it just really wasn't. And so let's talk about the spider thing, which was kind of the crux of their fighting. And really, I know you weren't a fan of that. Oh my god, I almost vomited while watching this part of the episode. I'm not a fan of spiders, everyone. And tarantulas, I, definitely not. I uh, I did actually, I will say, I thought it was kind of funny because they specifically mentioned laying eggs in their brain. And isn't that what you're most fear- fearful of? That, that's something Keith likes to tell me before I go to bed at night. That'll happen to me. Yeah, so that <laughs> I actually thought was funny. I also kind of, I have to admit, I thought that... The, that was a, the, that's a legit fear, guys! That can happen. There are some small spiders out there that will get in your ear while you're sleeping. That's terrifying. And it can do it. It can lay eggs in there. Yeah, I'm not a fan of spiders either. I'm not quite as moment. terrified as you. But I definitely wasn't a fan of the In Memorial of Bugs slideshow, either. Oh, I um, left the room during that part. <laughs> I stopped looking at that part. Yeah. But I, I will say, as, as ridiculous as this is, I thought it was kind of funny when the one spider ate the other spider's head. Dude, that's so screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even handle this. <laughs> Come on, all right. So yeah, the spiders were there, buggy awards, we get it, they researched, they researched bugs. Which a spider, spider count as a bug? An insect? Ah, uh, it's their arachnids, but... Yeah, I mean, so... Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the Ava book club section of this episode. Boy, boys develop slower than girls, and so they're just, when they're five years old, they act like they're three. I don't know if you knew that, everyone. And by the time you're in your th- late 30s... You still can't put a straw through the juice box by yourself if you're a man. I don't know. I thought it was a little bit funny. I agree with you. It's not the best. I I thought particularly the core. I guess then Corey's physical comedy is kind of funny. But <laughs> I do think that especially like Augie Ag- acting that way and saying I ate a page is totally character. I ate a page. Yeah. That is not what his character would have said in the previous episode. And just, it was just not... There was, like, I think there was, like, one slight second where Topanga was being Topanga. But, like, generally, just, like, this fake British woman. It just felt the character was so over the top. First of all, that was pretty screwed up. Are you British? No, I just think I am better than everyone else. Okay. Sorry, British audience. We're we're rude Americans. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it felt very Disney character, not, like, a Mm -hmm. actual... Boy Meets World slash Girl Meets World character. And the, the, the callback again to Ava being kicked out. Again. Like, mm-hmm. how many times are we going to end that plotline that way? Like, nothing came from that. Like, the, the point of that plotline is it's more important to have fun than to be mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't. I thought, uh, yeah, I, as I said before, I thought a few of Corey's deliv- deliveries were sort of funny. I will dive a little bit deeper into this part because it kind of seemed like Ava's mother was jealous of Topanga because Mm. Topanga actually plays with their kids like a mom. Yeah. And they started playing together and, like, that's when the mom wanted to leave when she saw her kid playing with another parent. And then... Is, is that, that I actually had a different interpretation of this. Okay, well, let me yeah. just finish. So Ava was like, oh, wait, but I like what Topanga does better. And the mom's like, what? And then Topanga like, gets her up and she's like, wee, and everything. Yeah. And like from a, the outside perspective of the mother, not knowing like Topanga absolutely loathes her child, <laughs> yeah. um, it, I don't know, the, I can see where like the other mom might be jealous. Yeah. Because I, so I, I, the way I was interpreting most of it was that Ava was becoming jealous of Augie, and that Ava wants Topanga, and that the mom is just like... I saw that, too. Having fun? We cannot have that. You must be learning at all times. Ah, this is terrible. I can't let my kid be around people who have fun. <laughs> I don't know. I What was the yeah, point I... of that? I don't understand what the point... Like It wasn't funny. It was really drawn out. All those kids were just sitting there doing nothing for a really long time in the middle of those other two kids. In the middle of yeah. Ava and Augie. 
It was way too much, basically. Yeah. Um, I, well, it, just, it felt like a storyline that's aimed at five-year-olds. And I think five-year-olds can, like... It, so, first of all, if the five-year-olds are walking the show, then that means they're also probably enjoying the Riley parts of this episode. So why do we need the storyline that feels aimed at five-year-olds? Because we know that older people, whether they be 12-year-olds or 40-year-olds, are also walking this. So what are you doing? <sighs> Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to say anything more about Jane Lynch, or we kind of covered it? Yeah, we basically covered Jane Lynch's part. I don't really know why she started singing. <laughs> yeah, that was not necessary. But she did a, her best with what she had. Yeah. Um, so, since we were also talking about the gender re- representation for men in the Augie plotline, I also, yeah. going back to those two boys you were talking about, basically, well, A, there was, like, the one boy who was really stupid, and I didn't really understand this. Yeah. But it was just weird to me that, basically, the idea of men in this episode was either they're, like, Prince Charming and they'll save you, or they'll prey on you. Yeah. And, like, but no matter what, they're really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> It felt like a really weird progression, too, because those boys seemed, like, perfectly fine for most of that conversation, and they suddenly got up in their faces, and I was like, whoa, what is happening? <laughs> like, that was weird. I mean, that like, can definitely happen, yeah. and, like, I think, it, I think it would be good if they had, like, an episode about, like, cat calling or something like that, yeah. street harassment, because it's real. However, yeah. if, that, if your only representation is going to be Mr. Perfect or that, and you can't just have an average boy... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, the other thing is, too, that if you're going to do something serious like that, don't have a ridiculous character doing it. Like, have a human character doing it. It also, it felt, you know what it felt like to me? Like, they were trying to do, like, sort of like a Frankie and Joey thing. Yes, I saw that. I saw that, too. It wasn't as good, but... Also, since we're talking about one-off things, since I don't think we're ever going to see those boys again, the, um, the radio show... Yeah, oh my god, I was so upset about how they handled that. Yes, because, because the idea of Maya and Riley doing a radio show, that would be awesome. I would want yeah. an episode like that. I liked that Riley was nervous. I wish yeah. that had been the whole episode. Yeah, well, and also, think about how much comedy can come from them doing a radio show, and they picked this thing that just really didn't work for me at all. I, I was just what like, do you mean? I, was, I, I felt awkward when she was saying those lines, like... I don't know. Did you think they were funny when she was just mis mis saying literally every word? It would have. I don't know. I that combined with with. I think Maya's if I didn't laughing, have such a negative perspective on this whole episode, I think I would have actually enjoyed it more. I don't think that that was a bad part of the episode. I was really not happy. I mean, I don't know. I was trying to figure out why I, I disliked it so much because I didn't dislike things like my "May I See My Shoes" or "My Eyes See My Shoes" or whatever it is in the sneak attack episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it was just because it was so much repeatedly, you know, it was like literally every word she was messing up and like a lot of it just didn't even make any sense that she was, yeah. it was like a totally different word. Like it was just, like, I did I, like that she kept calling my Yama though. Yeah. Like, so yeah, some of it was funny. I don't know. I, did you, what do you think of Maya's laughing about it? Cause it just didn't ring true to me. It definitely looked forced. Yeah. Um, I, I guess felt like I can't. I, would I can't love treat it. See... I can't treat it objectively because of yeah. the whole because of the episode that it was in. I'm yeah. going to be honest about that. That it just. I think I might be treating it a little more harshly because it was the opening and ending for this episode. I did well, like see... that she said hot males instead of hot tamales. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm biased because I fin when that when the credits started playing at the beginning of the episode after that opening. I said <laughs> I wrote down worst opening ever. So. <laughs> Oh, okay. I I really didn't like it. I just, yeah, I wish that they actually, first of all, that's obviously not going to come back if that was such an early episode, and they had no introduction to them doing that, and they're probably not going to have any follow-up. So what the hell? Yeah, no, that was upsetting. Excuse my language. But, like, it didn't make any sense to open with that if we've never had them doing that before. All right, so shall we get into mail time? Whoa, already? Yeah, sure. I don't know. (laughs) Alright, so kicking off mail time, I just wanted to talk about this poll sort of thing that we did on Twitter today, where I said, uh, let's help Farkle out, who would you choose? Retweet for Riley, Faye for Maya. 
And uh, we got a lot of responses, thanks in big part to Boy Meets World sequel, so thank you to them. But so the current tally is 95 for Riley and 161 for Maya. So, wow. Uh, <laughs> so there's a couple things to think about there, though. Is it just that people really want Maya with Farkle? Are people choosing Maya for themselves? Or is it that people just re- want to make sure Riley ends up with Lucas? Yeah, I'm not sure. But I think we have a very clear, like, listener choice here. Just not, I'm not <laughs> sure exactly why they picked it. But, um, I do, I hope, I hope everybody knows that we're, this is all in good fun. Like, I feel a little bad. I hope Rowan isn't like, oh, everybody likes Maya more than, more than my character. Because I love them both. <laughs> I actually would have picked Riley. But, I, I think um, that, I think Ro- Rowan Blanchard's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think she's, her life is going to be ruined by this poll. Uh, <laughs> But thank you to everybody who got involved in that, because that's a really cool turnout of number of responses. Yes, thank you to everybody. (laughs) Alright, do you want to read these tweets from Looney Tunes first? Sure. Also, I learned recently that Looney Tunes is a fan of Sailor Moon, so you've touched a big piece of my heart right there. And if you ever (laughs) want to tweet into us about Sailor Moon or Sailor Moon Crystal, I will talk to you. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But about Girl Meets World, Looney Tunes says... And by the way, that's at L-U-N-I underscore T-U-N-Z. I'm still not married to the Ava plots. They just kind of happen out of the blue and don't do much for me. As for the main plot, it was okay, I guess. I mean, I guess it was nice to know that Farkle isn't just their stalker. Also, (laughs) the girls remember Smackle's first name is Isadora, right? Also, nice guest voice by Maurice Lamarck as the announcer. So, really good point about Smackle. Yeah, I completely didn't even catch that. (laughs) Because Riley was just like, who names their kid Smackle? Well, people who don't have a choice since that's their last name. Um, (laughs) And I agree. I can agree with you on a lot of this. I mean, as far as calling the main plot okay, we don't even give it that much. But Yeah, well, she put a a question mark, right? Yeah, okay, I guess, question mark. Isn't just their stalker. I can see that, except it still really felt stalkery to me since he had those items and. Ugh, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah, know I how don't... you like your pretzel with mustard. Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I uh, I appreciate the tweet, and I yeah, you got some definitely some good points there. Yes. Um, we're just gonna sort of rattle through a few people who had a very different view of this episode than we did. Um, so yeah, we're just we didn't read have a, bunch a huge response as far as, like, comments about the episode, though. It's interesting. I think this is the least number of tweets that we've gotten in a while. Even um, though we have that huge poll. Yeah, well, no, because we were getting a lot of tweets and stuff. To, so I'm wondering if some people just didn't even realize the episode was on tonight because it hasn't been on for so long. Oh, that's true. That has to happen to some people, right? Because yeah. of how it... And frequently the episodes happen, but... Yeah, because some of our regular people that tweet into us we don't even have today, so I bet they yeah. don't even realize it's on. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll read a couple of these. So we have from at Queen of Rider tweets in, says, I thought it was really good. It definitely showed me the background of Riley and Maya's friendship with Farkle. Also, the school news thing with Riley and Maya reminded me of Corey and Sean's radio show. Do you want to read a couple of the other good ones, and then we'll just talk about all of them. All right. May is E.E. My Shoes says... Even though this was an early episode, it felt like a later taped episode because it was hilarious and had good acting. At Vanessa underscore is underscore cat. Um, all I can say is, aww, yet again, you've killed me with cuteness. Hashtag girl meets Sparkle's choice. And at Dustin underscore Cody says, once again, I'm amazed at Sabrina's performance. That opener was hilarious. Which I know you, you seem to have enjoyed it a little bit more than I did. Um, yes, that was definitely was, not. That was definitely one of the better points of the episode. Yeah, um, okay, I can, I can give you that. I guess I was more upset because I was just like, I love the radio show idea, and I really do wish it was a full episode. Yes, but, that would have been great. I would have really liked that. That should have been the episode. At lovely Robrina says it was beautiful. It just keeps getting better. It's hard to pick through because we have a lot of people tweeting in about the Riley versus Maya poll thing. So finding who actually tweeted about the episode is becoming difficult. It's fun to read some of these comments that we got about the poll because people are now like, no, I ship Rowan, I mean, I ship Riley and Lucas, but I ship Maya and Lucas. Get away. 
<laughs> We've got some OTP fights on here. <laughs> and a lot of people were like, I'm picking Riley because I want Sabrina for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we don't even know why some people chose what yeah. they chose. This is a very scientific poll. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, if we missed anybody else's tweet, we apologize. But I think we're going to go over to our email of the week from Jeremy Pape. So Jeremy Pape's email is entitled, The Role of Fan Fiction and Shipping in Storytelling. So it says, First, I should point out that I do know that at least three of the main four characters will ultimately have a relationship, whether short or long term, because that w- that's what happens in life. The problem is, within the first season, as I call it, the, quote, season of innocence, unquote, multiple shipping pairs have been set up. Some of this was done by the writers with their tweets, but I'll give them a pass. They wrote the show, after all. Boy Meets World didn't have this problem to get to a great extent, because there was no Twitter or other social media at the time. Because of the prevalence of social media, a large amount of fans will be disappointed if the pair that they started shipping after two episodes doesn't make it, and it shouldn't be that way. We should, as a community, enjoy the journey. No, this isn't an indictment of fan fiction writers. I love those. But I don't want the end result of the series to have been decided upon the fact that, quote, the fans want it, unquote. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Jeremy Pape. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, so this is, a, this is uh, just a general topic we're going to talk about now uh, that doesn't necessarily connect with this particular episode. Well, I think it does because it was Sparkle's choice and people were yeah. shipping uncontrollably in our tweets. <laughs> uncontrollably. <laughs> OTP fights to the max yeah. within the comments. Um, well, okay, so what do, what do you think about the, this? I I mean, I, will, I do want to point out that I think that Twitter has just made shipping... A bigger thing. I think that even when Boy Meets World was happening, there were de- there I, there were definitely people shipping, sh- even Sean and Corey. There are people shipping Sean and Topanga. There, you know, so mm-hmm. there were all all sorts of weird things were happening because people didn't know about it as much. Um, exactly, you just didn't really know what the other person was. You couldn't hear someone else's point of view, and therefore that could have changed your mind. Um, you know, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, all of this like that is having a huge thing. I mean, GIFs. You can take an out-of-context GIF and make it whatever you want at this point. I do have two examples from from uh, shows that I watched that I want to talk about a little bit. Even I, I, You haven't seen either of them, but I think just by explaining it, you'll be able to talk about it. Okay. Um, so, recently on uh, the show Arrow, which is about Green Arrow, a superhero show, there were these two characters, and one of them sort of liked the other one from the beginning, but but the main character didn't like her back. The entire mm-hmm. show. But the fans were shipping them crazy. So now this season, he suddenly loves her. And, <laughs> and he's been hiding his feelings for so long. And it's completely derailing the show, which is not about shipping. And uh, it's been a problem. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> on, the, on the flip side, we have something like The Legend of Korra, where people were shipping Asami and Korra, who are two women, for a very long time. I don't personally believe the writers are telling the truth when they say that they were planning to do that themselves before the shipping happened. I think they responded to the shipping and said, hey, that's a cool idea, let's do it. And it worked out well. So I don't, it, it, it really depends, I think. I think if the writers were writing and they were, and they were like originally planning for Rukus, and then they realized that everybody loves Lucas Riley and Meyer or something, yeah, or, or something <laughs> like that, yeah. That that nece- that wouldn't necessarily ruin the show if the writers realized, you know, what maybe we should go in that direction. Yeah, uh, like this isn't the kind of show, especially because the show isn't just about relationships. If yeah. Riley and Maya don't get together in the end, which I don't think is going to happen, <laughs> I won't be like, oh, I wasted so much time watching this show. What the hell? I'm going to go send death threats to Michael Jacobs. That's yeah. what's going to happen. It is important, though. What is good about the social media influence, yes, the fans have a little bit more influence on the show, and some people don't like that. However, that is good at the same time, because if a large majority of your fans are saying, this isn't working, if it keeps yeah. not working and you don't know it, the show is going to be a flop. You, need, you also need fans' feedback, which is why I do have higher expectations for season two, since, because of Twitter, the writers got a huge amount of influence from mm-hmm. their fans. Well, to me, it's all down to the 
I don't think that it matters what the fans are saying. I think what it matters is how easily the studio and the writers are swayed by the fans. Because yeah. fans are fans are reactionary, so they'll have an episode where one thing happens and they'll suddenly be like, you have to stop doing this or you have to you know, immediately only do this and then they, they don't know what the bigger arc is. And so if they just listen to every piece of feedback, that might not work. Yes, I agree. So it's really, we have to have writers and producers that have integrity and are able to take in feedback and sometimes respond to it but other times they go you know what if the if we did this it just wouldn't work it wouldn't be good for the show if we did this yeah this isn't how i met your mother where the shipping is going to completely derail the whole show yeah except that okay so what what happens if like the majority of people are shipping lucas and riley and they stick with that and it just really never works I don't know. What do you mean by that... never works? Like you don't do you not think that those two actors have chemistry? Do you think that the I mean cuz I I don't really ship Lucas and Riley because I think yeah. it's just so easy. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my my feeling is that I don't necessarily need my ship my ship to happen as much as I just don't want ships that don't work to happen. <laughs> and and right now, I currently don't think that Riley and Lucas work, whether it's about the chemistry or about the fact that it's so easy because of the way the writers the where the writing happened and the yeah, characters. Yeah, I interact. agree that, that those are my major issues with Riley and yeah. Lucas because yeah. um, as we've said in recent episodes, Peyton Meyer has come a long way and Lucas's yeah. character has come a long way. And so it's nothing about that character, it's just Riley ending up with Lucas. Oh, didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think that chemistry... Like, just because I don't think they have chemistry doesn't mean that I think either of them are not good actors. Just That's a very, exactly. like, that's a that's an X-factor thing, and I'm sure Rowan could have amazing chemistry with somebody else. She mm-hmm. has very good chemistry with Sabrina. Um, but... Oh, I wonder what should happen then. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess personally don't think that they, that they would work long-term, and so that... That could have really negatively affect the show if they only went with them the whole time and it just never worked. But I, I definitely see Jeremy Pape's worry if, like, yeah, if there are people who are shipping Leia and that was never the writer's intent and then they start hating the show because they're not doing Leia and because the writers are sticking to their guns, that is potentially a, a worry. Yeah, because, um, I mean, that's none of us started watching the show for a ship. We didn't know yeah. what the ship was. We didn't, <laughs> you didn't know who you were going to end up shipping in these episodes yeah. as the show progressed. You started watching the show because you thought that, hey, this sounds really interesting. Or, hey, I want to stick with this because, like, oh, I really love Rowan Blanchard. I really love Sabrina. This just seems like a really cool concept. I love Boy Meets World. I wonder what Girl Meets World is like. You didn't start watching this because you wanted these two characters you knew nothing about to end up together forever. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, guess I also... I. I think okay, let's talk about this as in relation to the Angela and Katie stuff too, because I do think that Ooh, people. I've seen a lot of cat it, fights on Twitter about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there are some really angry uh, Angela shippers out there. Yeah, there um, are, and then there are some people who are like, "No, Angela is going to come and ruin everything. I want Sean and Katie <laughs> together now." Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it, like the writers clearly plan out this whole thing. We just recently saw an image from the episode, and Angela has a wedding ring. It appears to be a, a so, legend wedding ring. Yeah, but it's pretty. It's pr- I, I'm willing to go on a limb. It's a gold band on her left <laughs> ring finger. I, I yeah. I'm the one who saw it and pointed it out. It seems like a wedding yeah. ring. Yeah, um, and a bunch of people agreed with you, and. I guess I think that they have this plan, and if if they saw a bunch of backlash from Angela fans and they decided to change it, that could have been a problem. Yeah. Um, I do want to throw out there just because I, I was talking with someone on Twitter about the whole Angela thing mm-hmm. uh, that they were they were very unhappy with how she was represented in Master Plan. Yeah, uh, I saw I, I saw some of those points, and I thought they made some good points because one thing I read was that they showed as Sean going through the purse was his first interaction with Angela. And if you're a fan of Boy Meets World, you know that's not true. They had an episode where they went out together for two weeks, but Sean had a two-week rule because he didn't want to get close to anyone. And he told Angela that when they started dating. And But they both agreed that they had a lot of fun. And then the next episode, he finds the purse. It's actually all in one episode, but, that, oh, but the really? first thing that happens is is him dating her. Yes. Yeah, and he knew her, so, what, I, what I'm getting at is he knew her yeah. before the purse. 
Yeah, because they, they make that line about how he just fell in love with the concept, and the idea is that he already liked her, and he just was worried about getting hurt. So I do want to give credit, because I just found the person who was tweeting about this, um, and I want to say thank you to at Backstreet Gem. <laughs> for your your intelligent thoughts there about that piece yes. of Boy Meets World history. I agree, because um, if you're gonna, you can make the argument that he fell in love with that quote-unquote concept from the purse, because he had this idea of a woman that he liked in his mind, and that woman was Angela. Yeah, I think that it, I do want to, like, my ultimate thing that I was saying to Backstreet Gem was that I want to rewatch those episodes, because the way I look back on it is he broke up with her, and then he found the purse, and that's what made him really fall for her. So it is still sort of falling in love with the concept. But I don't. I have to rewatch those episodes to really know what I think. I think there are two um, ways to look at it because they they are right that Sean had that two week rule for everyone because he didn't want to get close to anybody and get hurt. Yeah. So it didn't matter if he liked the person or not. He was just like, well, once fourteen days go by, I'm just going to forget about it. But before the purse, he is kind of like having a hard time forgetting about Angela. Yeah. Um, so, if you have any thoughts about this whole Jeremy Pape shipping discussion, uh, feel free to send us emails or tweets about it at gmwpodcast uh, at gmail.com or at gmwpodcast on Twitter. Do you have any other things you want to talk about before we end out? This is a quicker episode than usual, but... That's a good thing. <laughs> I have homework to do. <laughs> no, I think I've had my rants. I'm sorry if anyone came into this episode looking for something more positive. We understand not everyone felt like the episode failed them in the way that we do and we just want to say again that we love girl meets world we love the cast and we think it's come a long way but this episode just didn't do it for us and And we just try to be critical we we try to be as fair as we can because we go in we go into these episodes like oh i can't wait to see what rowan does this week i can't wait to see what sabrina does this week etc but I also guess not. I, 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 a lot of it I blame on Disney. I, I, I definitely, it's not Disney's fault the way it was written, but the fact that this episode appeared as the penultimate episode of the season that is airing by itself with like nothing on, um, on either month of it. Like, mm. if this was like, if, if we were walking four episodes in a row of diff, like one week, two week, three week, four week, we all get episodes, and this was in the middle, I'd have been like, eh, not, that, not the best episode ever. But I've been waiting for like a month. For a new Girl Meets World episode, after an episode that was pretty damn good, yeah, after Master a couple episodes that were, yeah, and not then the we're not going to get anything for another month either. Yeah, so this episode so, like, is very glaring and in your face. It just it didn't feel. It felt like I was back to the pilot. Yeah, it feels I, like it would have made sense, uh, like to air right before um, Girl Meets the Truth, because yeah, that's I the episode that. where Farkle kisses Riley in that really disturbing manner. Um, <laughs> And so I can see, like, so Farkle, and that matches the personality with Farkle that we haven't seen quite so much of in a while. Like, he did do that stalkery thing in Master Plan with having that watch. But, and that is horrible, and don't do that. You're just weird (laughs) if you do that. I don't know. (laughs) But it's not, quote unquote, as bad as this episode. Well, also, what's what's the takeaway? Did he learn anything? I don't think so. Did they learn anything? Because the thing is, is like, first of all, the Canada thing, what? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I forgot about the Canada thing. So they messed it up. <laughs> they messed up the Canada. I tweeted you, I texted this at, to you as you were calling me, so you probably never saw it. No, I did, I did later end, on, and I yeah, started laughing. Yeah. Because the end of it, so the whole idea is that the, the metaphor they're trying to create here really obviously and badly <laughs> is that is that Farkle is Canada. That he's there, he's always there for them, and you sometimes you like you forget to appreciate the things that are right in front of your face. Yeah, we didn't um, need a classroom lesson this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I also, I, I feel like we had this exact lesson before with a different historical thing. I'm trying to remember what it was, but like anyway, appreciate those who are around you, like forgotten. Yeah, I yeah. Ex- oh yeah, forgotten's actually pretty pretty similar. Mm-hmm. But but the bigger issue here is at the end of it they go. They go, we're Canada, which is completely not true. The whole idea is that he's Canada. He always appreciates them. Yeah. They're not Canada. They're the United States. <laughs> They're not Canada. <laughs> you, don't even, you don't even know what country you are, Girl Meets World. <laughs> and I just, yeah, so how does Canada feel right now? <laughs> That's Canada. what I want to know. 
But okay, so and then they uh, started so, singing big... the Canadian anthem, and I was like, "What yeah. is going on?" Yeah. That that and, really uh, like you've mentioned this before. That really felt like an excuse for the girls to just sing. Yeah, it did. I okay. So then, the, the even bigger issue for me is that this is an episode. Farkle's choice should have been the episode where Farkle learns a lesson. Where Farkle Lawrence, starts let's to grow not as a character. stark our friends. Let's not instead, stalk the people we quote unquote love. Yeah. <laughs> instead, Farkle is the Lucas of the episode, mm-hmm. and the people who learn a lesson are the victims of his stalking. That's the crux of the issues with this episode. Is that the yes. people who learn the, le- the lesson are Riley and, and Maya, and they're not the ones who need to learn the lesson. Yes, the girls who have been manipulated and mentally abused and made to feel bad because they're fighting over someone and they're fighting over him is just making him feel so bad. The girls who are told that if you don't get to be with Farkle, you're the loser. They, yeah, But it, after all that, those girls really need to learn a lesson and be put in their place. It, it, it's, it's, it's almost as if there's a, like, this episode started with them like manipulating him and using him in order because they knew he liked them, and then they realized, oh, we shouldn't use him. He's a real person. Like that's that's what it's almost supposed to yes, be like, except that it's not. And like <laughs> like, and let's never settle for anyone less than Farkle. That line. Don't settle for anyone that doesn't stalk you guys, okay? Yes, don't. That's the like they're 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 literally saying that his stalking and his manipulating is just him showing his love for them. That's not love. That is not what you should be teaching young girls or boys. Oh, wait, wait, okay. So, okay, so I I thought about it more with the forgotten thing. Yeah. And so that the whole idea, yeah, Topanga was right there, and she was and she, they weren't appreciating what she did for them. That's yeah. the exact same lesson, except that it makes sense because it's your mom who loves you and is doing good things for you, as opposed to a boy who's c- constantly telling you he loves you when you don't want him to say that. Literally, there are some really screwed up morals happening in this episode because you're, this is some serious, like when you get down to the bottom of it, like abusive victim blaming. I have some major I, issues with it. I Me- can't. I can't even tell if you're being overly excessive. I feel like a lot of people will think you're being excessive. I mean, yes, maybe but- some people will. But if you take down the bare bones of it and you tell someone who is in an actual relationship where their boyfriend manipulates them, stalks them, re- like records them without their knowledge, makes them yeah. feel bad if they don't get to be with them. Like, if you take someone like that and then tell them that, oh, like, you're making your boyfriend feel bad by liking him too much. Then if you take that logic. scenario, which does happen in the real world, and you, and you tell them that, that's screwed up. As far as this dynamic, does anything change? From this episode, does Farkle still love both of them? Is season two he's still going to be doing these things, or I is this the know. end that's, of it somehow? Yeah, that's I, the thing. Is there was no real resolution. It was basically saying that these girls don't appreciate this boy enough in their life. It was literally like the lesson is girls shouldn't friend zone boys. Is what I fe- is what I saw. Like if a boy is nice to you, then you owe him. That that well, was my okay, takeaway. But it's, it's a little it's a little bit more complicated than that. Just in that because they're not saying you owe him dating him or you owe him sex or anything they're saying you owe him liking him or something i don't even know what it's saying like i can't even tell you basically what it's that you shouldn't be upset if he show you shouldn't be upset with him and you should appreciate yeah. him if he shows his love for you in the kind of way that farkle does which farkle is not really showing love he's showing he's showing obsessive and horrible yeah. mannerisms and morals that's how I see it. I understand a lot of our listeners might not like this episode, especially if they, uh, this episode of the podcast, especially if they did like this episode of Girl Meets World, or if they think Farkle really is doing this. But, I mean, if you really want to use Girl Meets World as a way of showing you morals for the outside world, or like, teaching you life lessons, then I think you really need to take into consideration, like, bre- break it down and, like, oh, if this happened yeah. in real life, what would go on? Well, that's a really good point, because even more than normal shows aimed at kids, this show is supposed to be about teaching you right from wrong, teaching mm-hmm. you lessons. And so if it's teaching you the wrong lessons... Yeah, I felt like it definitely... If it was teaching me a lesson, it taught me the wrong lesson. Definitely. 100%. It, 100%. Because, okay, so say you even take out the stalker part, right? Say he's just pining for them, and he doesn't even say it. 
or something, and it's still it's still teaching you appreciate this guy even if it makes you feel uncomfortable that he likes you. Or even you. if you didn't really like him, it's teaching you, like, give him a chance even if it's not what you actually want. Like, be grateful that a boy likes you. The lesson you. should be for Farkle, which is uh, move on, either be their friend or be nothing. Yes. Like, it's te- it's teaching it- you to be grateful if somebody likes you. Yeah. It's t- like, which, it's like, oh, like, that's nice, but yeah. I don't like you. It's teaching you that's wrong. And it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like it fits into their, and maybe this could have fit into Riley's character. I just don't believe that that's Maya's character. That Maya yes, saw that really he saved a skateboard. doing anything new or different that than he's done previously that would have yeah. swayed Maya so extremely. Well, even... Okay, so think back to the episode where he saved her drawing. That's, like, a really, like, actually legitimately sweet moment, right? That, like, that's, like, really core to her character that she draws and she thinks nobody, like, cares about her drawings or whatever. That's, that's, a, that's sweet. a sweet moment. And even after that, she's just like, oh, that was sweet. Maybe, maybe even I appreciate you, but not I want to date you or I want to go to the awards show. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was much better than, oh, I saved the skateboard that made you cry when you were a little girl. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing. I don't understand. Like, I literally, I, I, was, I was discombobulated. <laughs> I, I did not understand. I was like, what? You saved? It's like, that's like saying, it's like, oh, I fell off the monkey bars and banged my head and was bleeding and crying, so I broke off a piece of this monkey bar. <laughs> <and saved> yeah. <laughs> oh, the monkey bars. <laughs> so yeah. I got a monkey that, was, that said crying. <laughs> That cries oh. at the sound of your name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I All think right. I think on that note, we really need to let this yeah. episode go. If, if anybody has a super long blog post for us, maybe I'll be able to respond to it in a rational way after a few days. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, all right. So if you want to rate us on iTunes, probably don't do it after this episode. Wait till we have a good episode. Yeah. Um, unless you all, <laughs> unless you equally hated Farkle and thought that everything we said was right. In which case, yeah. we'd like to talk to you. Um, and check us out on Stitcher. That's a better place to check us out if you're using an Android or non-iPhone phone. Yes, um, I have an Android, and I can hardly ever listen to our episodes <laughs> unless <laughs> unless I use Stitcher. Yeah, and I already said Twitter and email, but just again at GMW Podcast, GMW Podcast at gmail dot com. We actually have a YouTube video that we made for you last week. Yes, and we're it's a special, it special Valentine's Day episode, everyone. Yes, and it's like a full like hour long experience, so it's not just like a silly little YouTube video. It is pretty silly, but oh, it's um, hilarious! But you're gonna love it. <laughs> I yeah. promise. Um, whether you have so watch it, whether you're spending Valentine's Day with your parents or your significant other or all by yourself, no matter what, you want to pump up the experience on Love Day. <laughs> watch our video. <laughs> you want to pump up the experience on Love Day? Yep. Um, I'm sticking with it. So go see Fifty Shades of Grey, everybody. Do not see Fifty Shades of Grey, okay? If you think I ranted on this podcast. Um, d- don't even try to talk to me about Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> especially if you're right. a fan. And uh, check out our blog, gmwpodcast.wordpress.com. We are actually considering taking submissions from people. If anybody has, like, a blog post they want to do about Girl Meets World, um, you can submit it to our email and we'll give it a look-see. Yes. Yes. All right. Anything else you want to say? Are we done? No, I think we should really be done at this point. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So thank you for listening. And as always, dream. Try. Do good. Class dismissed.